The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Radio Show. Byron White here. I'm here with Jenny Clark, the author of Career Mapping, Charting Your Course in the New World of Work. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Byron. It's a good time to be writing a book on career planning and, and changing careers. But t- <laughs> it is t- indeed. Yeah, I think this is going to be timeless. <laughs> I'm afraid so. I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, tell, tell me what your, your background in, is with, with regards to career counseling and, and, and what inspired you to write the book. Well, most recently, I was a partner at the search firm Spencer Stewart for about 12 years, and among other things, I was a member of financial services, financial officer, and diversity practices, actually the diversity practice I co-founded and, and led. I was also a college recruiter early on when I came out of the University of California, and then in between, I went to graduate school, I was a banker, I was in commercial real estate for about 10 years, so I've changed careers five times, and that's the perspective from which I wrote the book. The funny thing is, only five times. Wow, you said you sound like. What what is the average career turbulence that that people are experiencing? I think is I've there, seen the statistics that says that? that people change jobs seven times. Um, in, but, in their career. Know, what's that? In their career, people on in, average in, change in jobs. A, seven. In a career, I've changed industries and <laughs> complete direction five times. So um, I'm, you know, I think I'm living proof that it's okay to change your mind and it doesn't make you a flake. In the book, you talk about some of the best career advice you have, you know, think like a 10 year old. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, a couple things happened. One, I found my report from when I was 10 on careers and I wanted to be a veterinarian or a doctor or a model because I'm very tall. And I didn't end up doing any of those things, but it, it reminded me of the value of imagination and exploration, and I think too many of us get really shut down and locked in in our careers and think this is all we can ever do, and that's sad and that's paralyzing, so I encourage people to reflect on what it was they wanted to do when they were 10. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about the, the challenge we have and the actual mapping process of finding, let's even say, your first job, which, by the way, is so critical. That first job you get tends to be almost the benchmark from which you're judged almost for the rest of your life. But tell us about that mapping process and how it works, why it might not be so uh, you know, uh, aligned with what your goals are. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. What I've done is actually to take the methodology and framework from being an executive recruiter and executing a search, right? So it's a, it's a job search methodology in many ways. It starts by plotting. What have you done historically? And for people coming out of college with no real work experience, you look at the things that you did in college. Was it student government? Was it athletics? What were the elements that appealed to you? And chart all those. Plot them out on my map. And then you look at the aspirational areas. What are the industries, the functions, the roles that you can envision yourself working in? 
and this is where you get to dream. And for a young person, it's okay to dream. And I agree with you that it's, it's important, but I don't think it's absolutely critical to know uh, what that first job is going to be. I think you're in a learning mode, and you're still learning how to think and how to navigate in a work environment. Mm-hmm. Tell us about career mapping. Um, you know, there, there's there, there's some interesting research and data that that's that that I think is now coming to the market and becoming not quite mainstream. But isn't that really an important part of the whole understanding process of what do I want to be when I grow up? What color is my parachute? Tell us uh-huh. about that mapping pro- process. Yeah, well, the mapping is it, it's something that you do throughout your life. You know, you don't do it one time and then stop. I think that what I'm trying to get people to do is is to get into a discipline of looking at your map a couple times a year to figure out where you are and even to help you determine how you're growing in the role that you're currently in. So it's not just about when you get ready to make a change or when you've been fired or whatever that might be. It's as you're moving through, is this still what you want to do? Is this still what you love? And to the extent that it isn't, what might you know, sort of scratch that itch better for you with this juncture in your life. And then once you figure out what that might be, how do you get there? So it's a holistic approach of learning how to look at yourself critically, factoring a lot of different data points, and then come up with a plan, an action plan for how you get from where you are to where you say you want to be. Mm-hmm. Very few companies are investing in employees, particularly if those employees want to completely change their career path and even do different roles and functions within companies. Do you see that as a big problem? And, and, and if so, what are people supposed to do? I mean, if you want to change careers, you need to get training in another profession. You know, oh, no. we, What comes first, the training or the job, the job or the training? Yeah, well, here's my approach, and, and I agree that some companies are not paying close attention to um, career mapping and career development. I think it is actually a growing trend, however, because companies are finding that it's a great retention tool. If they can provide a line of sight for their employees, the employees are saying, I'm here now, where might I want to go? And to the extent the company can help them and give them some tools and encourage them to look around within the company, presuming it's of a, you know, a size that's, that's reasonable, then you increase the chances of employee engagement, employee satisfaction, and retention. So it's, a, it's an investment that companies are starting to make. They're still struggling for the, with the best way to deliver the information, but that's one of the things that I kind of offer to certain organizations. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, in terms of the other part of your question, you know, how, how do people really get to that place, and is it skills? How do they get the skills? I suggest that competencies... Um, can be a, a substitute for experience because very often you'll say, well, you don't have experience doing this. Well, yeah, I know, but how do I get the experience if you don't let me try it? And I suggest that the, at the cornerstone of the mapping process is really your competencies. Those are those skills that you've demonstrated, behaviors that you've exhibited, that, that, that you now own and that you've mastered that are transferable from one industry, one role, one function even, to the next. So you don't always have to have experience. You can substitute competency for that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with some more advice with Jenny Clark. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. 
Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. I'm here with Jenny Clark, the author of Career Mapping, Charting Your Course in the New World of Work. I'd like to ask you about loving your job and having passion for it and and how much uh, uh, value a company gets from employees that love their job and, and how that can increase productivity and performance and make the company better. I mean, are there, are, there, are there stories from the company side, the employer side of the story that are supporting this sort of methodology? Well, I certainly have seen statistics on the other side that say that, you know, there's something like, you know, 60, 80 percent of people are unhappy with their jobs or mm-hmm. only putting out so much energy and they're not fully engaged which is a huge drain on the company in terms, as you say, productivity, which equals dollars, which equals a lack of competitiveness. And then the list goes on and on in terms of the detrimental, detrimental effects of that. Um, and, you know, I think people sometimes don't feel entitled to love their job. I think society has made it so that we don't, that, well, this is my work and this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm not entitled to love anything until I've earned the right, until I approach retirement. And I think that belief system is faulty, and it, it makes for a pretty unpleasant experience that can pervade a, a particular corporate culture. If you end up with a bunch of people that don't like really what they're doing, do you want to work there? Um, but unfortunately, that's kind of what we've um, 
set up in our society, and, and I think it's time that we start evaluating that and seeking more satisfaction in our roles, make different decisions about the kind of roles that we take, and be more purposeful and deliberate about um, the work that we do. Do you feel you, you almost have an obligation to, to, to go through a mapping process and to, you know, and, and if so, you know, you mentioned several times a year, but, you know, can you really think about changing your career several times a year? Do you need to stay the course for a year or two? You know, and, and how important is track record within companies, you know, with some of your method- methodology? Sure. Yeah, the mapping process doesn't equal change, meaning, you know, picking up and leaving. It's a, it's a progress report, and it can become sort of the map for when you get ready to make a move. It's going to help you um, ascertain things like, you know, is it time for me to ask for a promotion? Do I have the skill set for that next role? Let me go back and evaluate. Yes, I've gotten my performance evaluation. That's one set of data points. But how do I feel about the competencies that I'm gaining? And maybe it's time for me to get something else, given that I said that I want to be in this other role in a year or two. So that's why I'm saying look at your map for your own benefit several times a year. Um, I agree that longevity is important, and you should stay in any role. In my book, a minimum of two to three years before you consider making a move or asking for a role. Master it before you, um, before you um, try to leave, unless it's a completely untenable situation. Tell us a little bit about the um, the tips that you have given to people um, over the years um, in, in in finding a job. Um, I mean, certainly there are probably a lot of people listening in that would love to hear some tips and advice from you. But do you do you have some core elements of finding happiness in a, in a career? Of course, internally finding out you know what you should be to make you happy. But more importantly, when you get to that place where you find that, you know what what should be your tactic and strategy? Well, you know, people would call me, especially when I was uh, doing a lot of executive search, uh, and say, tell me what's out there. And I fundamentally think that's the wrong question. I, I don't really care what's out there. And frankly, I think people have paid too much attention, and I know that the you know unemployment rate is a, a political as much as a social issue, an economic issue, but um, don't focus on those numbers as much as focus on yourself. All you need is one job or one client if you're going to be um, a, you know, a, a contractor or vendor or freelancer, whatever you want to call it. So focus on what you need to accomplish and what it is that you actually want and let that dictate where you go. I just think that um, we, we're not bound by the traditional hierarchy and the traditional roles, and it shouldn't be a square peg in a, in a square hole. You can create, in some cases, roles that really are speaking to those things that you do and love the most. So that's a, it's a different take, but it requires that you do the self-assessment, you do the mapping, you know how to network, you know how to position yourself. So these are all tips that I offer people. It's you know, get from behind the computer, and this is very common advice, and get out there and start networking because 80% of jobs are found that way. Online applications yield somewhere around a 10% success rate. So I'd vote for spending 10% of my time in front of the computer and the other 90% out networking. That's a hmm. big one. What's the best way to learn about other career opportunities that may be out of your 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 realm of even understanding or getting to know? 
Um, um, how do you learn about other uh, career alternatives through well, people, I think through connections? The, the biggest one is company, a, yeah. a function of effective and strategic networking. So in my book, I really walk people through, and it's, there's a sequence to it. It's understanding these elements that I talked about before in terms of industry function role, having plotted where you've been, having um, made some determinations and few choices about different, two or three different options about where you might want to go, and then identifying your network. And really, I've got eight different kinds of people that should be in your network. And going through and identifying the extent to which those people can give you access to specific companies that you might have an interest in. Some of the ways that you learn about other possibilities is through networking. It's through professional associations. It's going out and talking to people. It is doing research on the Internet. If you're, you're interested in one industry, what are the top companies in that industry? I mean, so much information is at our fingertips, so there's no excuse for not having done the research that's going to help you make some really conscious choices. Great advice there. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with some more advice with Jenny Clark. Back in just a minute. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Jenny, thanks really a lot for being on the show today. We need this. (laughs) So as you balance the the decisions uh, through this mapping process, 
you know, what have you found that, that people seem to be most, you know, excited about and, 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 and continue that excitement throughout the course of, of, of a new job? You know, is, is it the company culture? Is it, uh, you know, the role that you play? Is it the pay that you get? You know, or some other variables? And how do you balance those? What are the priorities that you need to place upon things? Well, you know, I think it's being valued. Um, by that I mean it's being in an organization that really appreciates what it is that you're bringing to the table. And, you know, you can, that can be at whatever level of the organization where you might fall. It really doesn't matter as long as people appreciate what you're doing. And so it does become a very, um, there's a micro level and a macro level, right? The, the people that you're going to work with day to day that can make your life really pleasant or really miserable. And, and something along the spectrum, that continuum. And then on a macro level, what is the culture? What is the, what is the company offering you from a compensation standpoint, from a career development standpoint? So there, you know, there are a lot of different elements that go into both the day-to-day and then the, the longer-term relationship that you have with your employer. And it, it is just that. And relationships turn sour. They're rarely forever. And so there could come a time when it's, it's time to move on, just like in your personal life, right? So I think it's, it's important for people to understand that it is a relationship, that it is dynamic. People change. Leadership changes. Cultures change. So stay aware of those things and make conscious decisions about them. I wanted to ask the question not from the employee's side, but the employer's side. You okay. know, um, and you kind of answered it, but how do you uh, keep employees engaged and motivated to work at your company? Like, you know, is it telling them that they're valued? You know, is it is it showing them a, a roadmap for? what you're offering them, you know, can you, can you answer that question from the other side of the coin as well? Yeah. And you're right. I, I did sort of address it in the context of the line of sight issue and, and career progression and development. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. I think the work life balance discussion is, is still, there's still some relevance to that. Um, but the overriding theme on that score, I think is culture. Um, there's a lot of discussion about culture and I've seen some that are absolutely toxic. You know, we heard about the, um, um, the I'll call them alleged um, culture cultural aspects at Goldman Sachs by the guy I think his name was Greg Thompson recently that was pretty interesting um, and and so some companies do have cultures that are really hard to live in um, it, they might have compensating uh, features like a lot of high pay uh, but pe- you need to decide what's most important to you is a cutthroat culture okay if you're getting paid handsomely. Or would you prefer to work in a more collegial, collaborative, team-oriented culture? You need to make that call. Um, but I think most companies at least say that they want to have this collaborative culture that really gets the best out of people. And the best way to do that is to demonstrate the value, to give your employees feedback, which I think is sorely lacking, um, and to have great leadership that really demonstrates it and there's a trickle-down effect of that um, of that, you know, strong leadership and strong communication. Tell us just a few ways people uh, can get a hold of you as we as we close this out, and, and and what kind of interaction are you looking for, and how can they buy your book? Yeah, the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, as well as my website, which is mycareermapping.com, um, and you can get a hold of me through the website. 
I'm also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, all those things. And it's Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y, Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. And you're a power networker. Literally, while the conversation was going on, your LinkedIn invitation came through. So it <laughs> yes. just goes to show you, Jenny, you are on top of it, building a massive <laughs> network of connections. And I really enjoyed having you on the show today. Thanks very much. Thank you, Byron. I enjoyed it. Indeed. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Until next week, hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and now in a position to advance your career. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> 